What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. What's this? The Oreo line? I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Quack Tech Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We are back for another week, and that means another week of trivia. Second matchup will be underway in about 20 minutes here at Canespan3234 versus at Conway96Ducks. Uh, should be a close matchup here. I think to have the uh, Twitter handle Conway96Ducks, you got to be really uh, He's got to be the heavy favorite yeah. here. Yeah, we'll, so we'll see what happens. Like, I don't know anything really about either one of these two. Uh, at Conway96Ducks has one quack question on the board. At Canesfan3234, active on Twitter, but zero quack questions. So we'll see if that comes into play here. Uh, he did say that he got six out of seven while listening to the first one. So hmm. Hmm. we'll see. You, you know those Canes fans can be a little bit boisterous yeah yeah this is miami hurricanes by the way not the uh carolina hurricanes correct correct uh, tulsa golden hurricanes <laughs> <laughs> other than that really not much on the agenda here we have another well tommy what is our topic today? <laughs> well first off don't downplay the agenda that's like what a city councilman would do when they're trying to sneak something by everyone i just meant like no no business to take care of before we get into it so there's no votes we need to do Exactly. Even though we do have a quorum of all three of us. Yes. That's we true. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go into executive session for anything. No. Is what you're saying. No. No Although private Although we do go, go off air sometimes and the, the fans don't know it. Yeah. Sometimes we have to, you know, like Mostly it's when Tommy says something stupid. No. It's, it's when Mike messes up, says yeah. something that might get us in trouble. Yeah. I reveal sensitive information. Yeah. That's about it, though. Whenever Mike messes up, though, at the beginning, we make sure to keep rolling, as, as the diehard listeners might know. <laughs> that is true. That is true. As I said, not much on the agenda here. <laughs> Christ, Michael. <laughs> uh, so let's just get into... We are doing a Mighty Ducks Minute. And for those unfamiliar with it, we take a minute of the Mighty Ducks uh, documentaries, all three of them, and we break it down. And this was inspired by... Star Wars Minute. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Do they know we do this? Maybe. I've I've tagged them before. Like, thanks, fellas. But there's a bunch of minutes out there. There's like a whole community... Of minute by minute podcasts for like movies. Would you call them Minutemen? I would. That's good. Minutemen and Minutemen. Do you think there's a podcast about these minute people? Oh, that'd be very meta. I like it. The double, the minute on. You could could take a minute from each podcast (laughs) and do an episode (laughs) on that. If someone wants to do a uh, a minute by minute breakdown of some of our podcasts, that'd be great. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. You have a lot of, uh, you'd have a lot of material. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so get on that, super fans of the Quagatech podcast. Yeah, for those of you who uh, don't place well in this trivia contest, maybe that's what you should do as penance. Yeah, yeah, make up for it because you're not getting the mug. So, anyway, let's go into the minute. The minute is minute 23 here to set the scene. This is when the Ducks are still District 5. And Gordon Bombay is their coach. It's their first game against the Hawks. Uh, Just to be clear, when we say minute 23, that means the minute starts at 22 
Correct. This is, you know, soccer style. You don't start at 23-0-0. It's the 23rd minute. Well, yeah. I'm just saying so people understand if they want to no, watch at home. That is good. That is good because if you think about it, the first minute would be zero to one minute. Exactly. So you got to factor like you're not, that in. When you're born, you don't immediately turn one. I did. Well, you're a special case. So. Yeah, that's why you're in special classes. <laughs> <laughs> that's Anywho, impressive, though. Here's the minute. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my well, oh, yeah, sure. I came in. And, you know, my own team. Yeah, look what I'm going to do. I'm so sorry, Goldberg. Didn't mean to. Get off of me before I block you. Let's go, Jesse. Go, Terry. Woo! Go. Come on in. What's this? The Oreo line? Hey, guys, come on. Let's play hockey. Hum, ba da ba Hockey. There's no batter. Idiot. There you go. Very, uh... It's a good minute. It was a very good minute. Yeah, very strong minute. We see a lot of different characters in that one minute. Oh, yeah. Uh, All the key players, really. Yeah, so for those of you not watching at home, basically what happens is they're at the game, they go to the face-off, and then at the end, Banks goes around to everybody and scores the first goal, and that's where the minute cuts off. Uh, Just initial thoughts here on this minute. Uh, Initial thoughts were... um, he kind of sets a bunch of stuff up. Um, the Oreo line, um, and for those of you who haven't w- recently watched the minute, when they're in the, the crowd, you've got Jesse's dad cheering, and they zoom in on Fulton. Um, they've got uh, in the on the bench, um, Bombay is clearly popping pills, um, feeding some other kind of addiction. It's just, uh, just a great minute. Uh, my first takeaways are obviously the attire. Um, mm-hmm. it's their equipment is just atrocious. I don't even know what kind of helmet he is wearing. Like, yeah. <laughs> is that like an old school? Like it must be like, I've never seen it before. There's like hair sticking out on each side. There's like, it looks like the inside of a football helmet. That is yeah, just without, like, like the like shell a super old football or, helmet. or even yeah. like a, it, it, not like the sparring helmets too. Oh, might be something boxer, like that yeah. too. Yeah. Um, I did like how, uh, Connie, uh, like bedazzled her D five. Yeah, she has a peace sign on her helmet. She has the peace sign, and it's number thirty three. So is that like Goldberg's old helmet or something, or does she just find that and use it? Where does where does thirty three come from? It's a good question. I don't know. I I would venture the guess that she somehow found it, or or is like a, a hand me down, like a played against sports type deal. Uh. Yeah, the other thing in terms of the equipment, uh, you have Carp in the football helmet, and he appears to be wearing a jersey that has the Chicago Bulls logo on the middle of it. Uh, I don't know. It's it's definitely a bull. I don't know if it's the Chicago Bulls level, but or logo, but I don't know where else it would come from. It's like his parents did a good job of getting him everything that wasn't hockey related, or yeah. <laughs> Minnesota related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And, uh, I mean, speaking of uh, Carp's parents, you look in the crowd. They do a crowd shot, as Tommy said, set it up that Fulton's there. In the crowd is just Lewis, the driver. It's reading a book, by the way. Yeah. Casey Conway, Jesse and Terry's father, and Fulton. Uh, and then they go to the Cardinals games. They seem to have a packed house. So where are the other parents at this point? I guess they're Fairweather fans. <laughs> yeah, they didn't want to show up to watch this um, throttling. This ragtag group of misfits. Yeah, I mean, they're playing the best team in the country. Oh, arguably. that's true. It's like, Can we talk about how weird it is, like how quiet it is at the face-off? Like, it's like you could drop a pin in there and hear it. Like, yeah. I've never been to a sporting no one's event cheering. where it's like that. Well, yeah, a lot of, um, I don't know, people getting focused, I guess. Do you think maybe it's like, um, like a Hawks tradition? Where they're quiet until like they score their first goal, oh. just like at some places, like they're quiet until they score the first basket because the Hawks score so frequently, like they know they're going to score in the first two minutes. Well, and there, it, there's also the point that maybe a lot of the Hawks parents didn't show up because this is like if you're going to miss one of your kids' games, like this is the one to miss. Yeah, because like, yeah. you, you know they're probably going to beat the shit out of. Although, them. if you're like the parent of a kid who's like way down on the on the bench, like yeah. you're going to get to see him. That's true. Yeah, maybe they're I, just still getting concessions. Maybe I would. I like Kevin's idea that like people are busy and you don't want to see the Hawks just dominate this random, yeah. this the worst, literally the worst team in the league at this point. Um, and then yeah, the Ducks or the I guess D five at this point, their parents don't want to see the throttling, which would explain like even what even though against the Cardinals they're not really the Ducks yet. That's their first game. There's still a crowd there. At least it's a closer game. I like that. Uh. But if you go back to the beginning, obviously Charlie banging on Goldberg. Would Goldberg be better off if Charlie wasn't there playing around with them? Or does, is this something that Goldberg sort of needs? Not that he does much on the ice, but is it a good camaraderie builder? Or is it just sort of like hazing or, or bullying? I think maybe like Charlie's intent is is there. Um but I, I mean, I don't think it helps or hurts either way. I think, yeah, Charlie's obviously trying to like just mess with them. Yeah. But Goldberg doesn't realize that because Goldberg is still arguably worse than Charlie at this point. Yeah, he's the worst player I think on the team. Yeah, I mean, he hides in terms from of the doing puck. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Later in the game, he literally gives them the puck. It's like, <laughs> how does the referee not say like, "Hey, kid, you're out of here for like basically forfeiture"? Tell the coach like, "You can't have this guy in goal." Well, yeah, I figure you would, if you're Bombay, you would put at least somebody else back there who could actually, like, try. Do, yeah. Is this the worst coaching performance in the history of, I'll limit it to hockey, but. I mean, I think it's the most apathetic. Like, he doesn't really oh, try fair. to do yeah. anything. Um, but maybe he really just needs to see what he's got. Maybe. Maybe. I would feel like you could start making some adjustments, especially when you're down like 10 to nothing. You could start trying stuff. What's interesting is so they take the Hawks take the opening face off, score literally 10 seconds later. Yeah. Every single duck like just is on the ground. Yeah. How do the Hawks only score 17 goals in this game? That's a good point. Do they have like a running clock after the 10th goal or something? Yeah. I I know later on, um, you know, um, coach says like that was a lousy third period. Anyone could beat these pansies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figure. I don't know the rules of the league, but there's got to be some sort of running clock mercy rule. Michael put that in the show notes <laughs> for this fake league. <laughs> Call up the 
peewees in the uh, yes yeah, you see what like a common like mercy rule is okay in hockey. yeah well do you remember having like a mercy rule in youth hockey i remember having a running clock most of our games it was on a curfew so you had an hour and a half to get it in so yeah. and you guys weren't able to score that much in an hour and a half <laughs> wasn't that good i mean we weren't putting up i think we put up 17 goals like once on the team uh but we weren't doing it routinely like the hawks I know in like little league, and it changes each level. It was like you can only score like seven runs in an inning, and then they like yeah. go to the next team and or the next inning, whatever. And the coaches do a good job of like limiting it at, at that young of a level. It's like uh, in uh, do you remember in hardball? Whenever the Cucumbers their yeah. first game, and uh, the coach walks over, he's like, "It's you know, it's getting pretty dark out, and uh, we're winning twenty six to two or twenty six to one or whatever." He's like, "You want to just call it?" And he's like, "All right." Like why didn't this? I guess Riley is too much of a, yeah. like a oh yeah he would never call prick. it yeah, yeah. he's yeah. probably the one who like prevents a lot of these rules getting made like he gets his guys to call in so like no we can't shorten these games or you know you're cheating the kids if they're not playing for the whole you know sixty minutes yeah that's a good point Riley obviously has to have a lot of power in this league for winning it for nineteen straight years not losing a game at that point um, so. I'm sure there was some sort of running clock, uh, but yeah, I don't think there's any rule that would have them call it. Uh, you go to that opening face-off, though. McGill's there, and Terry, Gee, and Jesse all come up acting like they're trying to take the face-off. McGill drops the Oreo line, line on them. Jesse sort of feels like he's gonna fight but not really does jesse want that fight there is he just trying to look tough or is it just sort of a uh like hold me back because i'm like a goldberg move in d2 basically i think it was kind of a little bit of a little bit for show but i mean it is kind of like a i mean it's fairly racist thing to say like oh yeah um i don't think you would see that in a movie today yeah i also don't think you'd see in a movie i think maybe they'd say something different like, yeah, like what are you like you three sisters or something like that? I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. like how does the ref not say something in that scenario? Yeah, that's a good point. So maybe he I, was thinking the same thing. I yeah. think I mentioned this before, <laughs> but there was an article by uh, TSN, I believe, which is like the Canadian Sports Center, and they got an official, like an NHL official, to review the films and like call penalties and stuff. And he said that the Oreo line, if that would have happened, him. He would immediately made the McGill p- apologize, and if he didn't apologize, he would have given him a penalty. Mm. So yeah, quite yeah. I, at, poor in, officiating in the in the film. Oh, very poor, very poor. That it's gonna fall on Jack White, uh, who we've had on the <laughs> podcast multiple times. I don't know. Friend if you, of the show, Jack White. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing around with old Jack there. Um, yeah, poor officiating, racist quite racist actually and uh yeah i you feel like jesse and terry and gee would all be a little more motivated but apparently that's not the case because they just fall over it terry's yeah. terry's just like well gee is at the face off he drops a puck he doesn't even move yeah and it's then like, he gets knocked over it's like he'd never even seen a face off <laughs> it's like the only face off he'd seen was the movie with nick cage and john travolta oh nice good one although it might not have been out yet it's a good movie yeah it's we'll a great movie. Yeah. Good up. is an understatement. Yeah, it's a fantastic film. They literally put somebody's face on another person twice. Yeah, 
crazy documentary, man. <laughs> crazy. Uh, but before that, I guess, you have the bench scene. Averman's hollering. Bombay popping pills. What is he popping there? And is this like an unsort of uh, seen addiction for him? Is it? I I did. He's I like completely chewing on missed him, right? that. Is it like a prescription bottle, or is it like? Is it was it, like a white. I always kind of thought it might have been like antacids. Oh, uh, okay. And I think it's like playing up how annoying Averman is being. Oh, uh, like he's taking like an he, aspirin. Like he's got a headache because Averman. Um, I think that would make the most sense, or antacid, I guess, would work. But yeah, it could be like he's just popping, you know. Can we Percocet talk or something? A little bit about how Connie was like giving Bombay like the eyes. Oh, I did yeah. that too. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was a little creepy. Yeah, she was kind of eyeballing him. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy. Uh, she's what, uh, ten at uh, thirteen? Ten. <laughs> yeah. So she's uh, yeah. I don't she's know. Twelve, twelve, thirteen. Not really understanding it yet, maybe, but like you know, still finds a meal. Or... I guess it, it, it's less creepy this way than it would yeah. be the other way. Yeah, if Bombay was giving <laughs> exponentially, Connie... yes. <laughs> yeah, Connie doing her nails and giving Bombay the eyes. Um, other than that, she, does... she certainly wasn't looking at Averman or Carp. That's true. Carp was making some sort of weird yeah. faces. Carp was. It was like he like really had to pee or like. He had like something in his shoe. He was like making some weird faces. I, so I'd love to know like what motivation he was given during that scene. Yeah, and also like his chin strap is like super tight. It, like the face mask is like up above his head. <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. Um, also, if you're gonna wear, I mean, I guess they just wore whatever helmets they could. But why the one bar? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, I uh, maybe his older brother was like a star punter, or his dad yeah. was a punter or a kicker or something. Yeah. Or they just got the cheapest helmet. Yeah, that's they probably could find more likely. Something like that. But yeah, maybe maybe Carp's from a football family and he played hockey, so that's why they just had the extra helmet laying around. I think he was trying to like look tough, but that is just how Carp looks when he tries to look tough. It was just he looks like he's constipated or something. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like he was being like really annoying and restless, and they were like, "All right, come on, one more take," and then they just were like, "Okay, fuck it, this is fine. Like this, this will have to do." <laughs> you know, I do want to know how many takes it took for uh, Averman to get the hum gully gully hum gully gully part, because that was pretty. It's pretty not an easy thing to like say, you know, that whole bit. Yeah, he had good timing too. Yeah, Bombay yells at him, and then he comes back with it. Probably took a bit, which meant, yeah, which probably meant, like, Carp was trying to do it, and then Averman finally got it, and Carp was looking crazy, so they're just yeah. like, we'll just go with it. Yeah. It just plays into Carp's m- mysterious character. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, uh, as we said, they go out for the face-off, Bombay, con- or Banks goes around, scores, that's the end of the minute. Um, anything else you guys saw from this minute worthy of discussion? I think just Goldberg cowering in the goal. Like, yeah, he wanted none of that. Yeah, still afraid of the puck at this point, but you would figure he. This isn't the first time he's been shot at, so you'd figure you think he at least like maybe even if he's afraid of the puck, maybe he goes to the right and just kind of holds out his glove. Yeah, you know he straight just like ducks and like <laughs> yeah goes into the fetal position and. Do you, I mean is he in gold? Do you think just because he literally wouldn't be able to do anything else? Yeah, and he's like the fattest kid. So yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. let's put him in goal. Do you think he? Do you think he wants to be in goal? 
it certainly doesn't seem that way at the beginning yeah. when everyone's like when he's scared well he's scared of the puck here and even on the lake he's angry that they're shooting at him so i think he just sort of learns to love it to fit in but that's another discussion for another day i guess uh who is your mvp of the minute uh i'm gonna go obvious here i think it's averman um because that's a pretty like iconic scene like i remember that like from when i was a kid um so i'd 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 go with averman i think uh it's averman but uh, goldberg gets a close second just because uh i think he's he's pretty funny in, in the in the part but i think averman is the uh is the biggest takeaway. He, he, I mean, the whole, like, Averman and Taki is no better idiot. <laughs> yeah. I love how he calls him an idiot. So. Yeah. <laughs> Probably wouldn't happen in today. Little hat tip to Bombay there. Good coaching. <laughs> Good coaching. Yeah, interesting. I see where you're coming from. I'm surprised about how little love McGill is getting. He drops probably the most iconic line of or one of the most iconic lines in the film probably the most iconic line in the minute the most racist line in the minute too definitely the most racist line uh but i think you guys might have swayed me just because averman the degree of difficulty higher although i do like mcgill's delivery i think he he delivers it mean and salty i like that uh but yeah i'll give it to averman too i guess with a with a close runner-up for mcgill just didn't have enough uh, FaceTime there for the minute, but this is this is kind of going outside of the scope of this. But they refer to them as the Oreo line again later, right? Yeah, yeah. Point. Jesse calls like, like, yes, the Oreo line. Yeah, after they score the first ever goal. So I mean, and Bombay is just like cool with that. Like I guess he, like, he also says Oreo line. Yeah. yeah. So they've embraced it. It becomes a thing. Yeah, they turn think, it around. Do you think like? After that game, like they were all pissed and sitting around, they're like, "Oh, that's actually kind of a cool name. Like, <laughs> I shouldn't have got him mad." Well, it's just like, um, it's like Tottenham is a uh, soccer uh, club in England, and it's in North London, and there's like a large Jewish population. Um, but they kind of embrace that, and they call themselves the Yid Army, and they like embrace that, even though like Yid could be like, uh, like a not a racist term, but like anti-Semitic term. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, fuck you, we're the Yid Army. Yeah, they just own it. Yeah, exactly. So they're owning the Oreo line, and you know, Tibbles. You know, if they didn't sign that Wheaties contract or whatever, maybe they could have gotten some oh, Oreo endorsement. Mm. That that would have been good. Missed too, opportunity yeah. there, Tibbles. Who knows? Maybe they got it. Maybe they got it in between or after the Junior Goodwill Games. In between they went. Before maybe that's what happened to, to Jesse is he became like a superstar. Oh, yeah. He was the favorite Oreo. Yeah. I guess that. Terry didn't go to the Junior Goodwill Games. Uh, I guess they couldn't really do the Oreo line yeah. anymore. Maybe they like threw Russ on there. Yeah. Just to try to like slide it in there who knows but yeah maybe missed opportunity now if terry's gone for some money could it really help them out anyway go to quackdeck.com tell us your mvp of the minute we hope you watched along as we did it and and we hope you analyzed along as we did it but now it's time to move on time to go to round two or i should say matchup two still round one Matchup two of round one in the trivia contest. We have our two trivia contestants ready to go after a lengthy intermission where we tried to figure out the technical difficulties. Hopefully this works. But joining us on the line now, at Canesfan3234, a.k.a. Alex. Joining us from Miami, Florida. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing well. Doing well. 
Um, do you feel much pressure here representing pretty much all of Florida? No, not at all. I mean, my goal is to do better than the uh, people in the last episode, and I think I can do that. That is true. That is true. Now your Twitter bio says you are an attorney. What kind of attorney are you? Uh, I work for a firm that does uh, large class action lawsuits. Oh. Nice. Okay. You take anybody down recently? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Did have you taken anybody big down recently? Any big companies? Uh, yeah, but it's kind of confidential. Uh, confidential, so I really mm, can't go into it. Devastating. But yes, nice, <laughs> good work, good work. All right, on the opposite side, at Conway six or at Conway ninety six ducks. You almost said Conway sixty nine ducks. <laughs> almost, almost transposed them there. Marsh, Marsh, how are you doing? Marsh, where are you calling from? I'm uh, I'm calling from California, but I'm actually well, I've been in California 12 years. California, very close to uh, very. I mean, you're basically at the site of where the Mighty Ducks were. How does it feel just to be at that hallowed ground? But every time I take my son to a Rams game at the Coliseum, I get chills. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. All right. So we are switching up the rules a bit here. Hold on. Before we get into that, Marsh, that's not your real name, is oh, it? Oh, yeah. Marsh, just sort of tell the story of your name and your full name and, and how everything happened that you told us off the air. Sure. Um, my name is Marsha Hunter. As you can hear, I'm a, I'm a male. I'm not transgender. Uh, this is my, my birth name. <clears throat> And the story is, my parents tried for a long time to get pregnant before I was born, for about eight or nine years. And ultimately, they uh, they went to a psychic to try to figure out what was wrong. And the psychic told them that they'd get pregnant and have a baby in August of the following year, uh, and the baby would be named Marsha. And lo and behold, they got pregnant. Uh, the due date was early August of that year. And they thought it was it was fate. So uh, even though I I came out as a boy, they they stuck to the name. Now, Marsh, did they say anything about uh, Mighty Ducks trivia contest and how you might fare in those? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a little uh, I'm a little ambivalent here going against a fellow Canes fan, but at least the Canes will will succeed no matter what. Oh wow! Two huh. Miami well, Hurricanes fan. I mean, I was going to get into some trash talk, but now I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to that psychic, though, for getting one right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, changing up the rules a little bit, as I said. So the new rules are it's the first of four. First of four correct answers wins um, before we were doing best of seven, which didn't really work. So you get four answers, you win. You still have to buzz in with your name. You can buzz in whenever you want. Uh, the ran- the the questions have been randomly selected. And uh, any other questions before we get into it? Um, you do have five seconds to answer. Um, then it will automatically go to the next person. That's true. Uh, and uh, remember, yeah. honor system, no Googling. Or Alta Vista. Yeah, of, co- <laughs> of course. Can't be Googling. Kind of know, kind of know this cold already. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I'm in the car, so uh, I'm at a disadvantage if he's Googling. <laughs> exactly. <But> good luck. <laughs> well, I'm an attorney. As an attorney, we never, ever lie. So <laughs> All right. Here we go. Question number one. In D3, what is the reason the announcer gives to us as why Paul Korea is in the Minneapolis area and thus able to come on this high school hockey broadcast? I got nothing. I don't know it either. Oh, for one. <laughs> this was a tough one. The first two are the first two are tough, I would say. Uh he is visiting friends in the Twin City area. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's right. I do remember the interview now. <laughs> it's just good writing now. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, visiting <laughs> friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> All right. Question two. In D3, who fakes out Charlie in practice just before he tells Orion that he's, quote, not a scorer and sent to the penalty box? Who picks him up? You cut out. Who fakes out Charlie? Um, Alex. Alex. I'm going to take a stab, and I think it's Dwayne Robertson. Incorrect. Oh, well. Marsh, do you have a guess here? I'll, I'll guess Averman. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Marsh is on the board with one. Averman faked out anybody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Averman gets kind of good in D3. against the, He he goes got the fast hands against the Blake Bears. All right. Uh, as we the Bears, he also has that move where he does the fancy, uh, the fancy stick handling. Exactly, mm. exactly. He, he gets a little too cocky though. Tells him it's over. That's true. He is not a good psychic. <laughs> That's true. All right. It so, was not over, baby. <laughs> <laughs> those were probably the two toughest, I would say. All right. Question number three. Marsh leads one nothing. In D one. What name does Carp give the dog they give the food to in order to make him poop? Alex. Alex. Petey. Correct. One to one. One to one as we move on here into question number four. What three things does the cop give Bombay the choice for after pulling him over Alex. in D1? Ooh, Alex. DUI. Open container. Reckless endangerment. Incorrect. I'll get. I'll guess. Marsh, I don't need you to finish the question. I'll guess breath, blood, or urine. Yes, Marsh is up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see. Yep. I went with the charge is not what he asked. There. Yeah. yeah. Typical attorney. <laughs> yeah, I got too technical. <laughs> got too technical. All right. Well, this is question five here. Who is it that says the quack attack is back, Jack? Alex. Marsh. Oh, that's, that's Alex. Alex. Averman. Correct. Two to two. <laughs> Tom, Tommy is Our scoreboard over here is malfunctioning. Yeah. yeah. Wow, this is a close one. This is a close one. All right. So we go back to D1 for this next question. What is the final score of the first Hawks-Ducks game? Alex. Alex. 14 nothing. Incorrect. Marsh. 12-1. Incorrect. Ooh. Seventeen to nothing is the correct oh. answer there. Still two to two as we move on. I should team was earlier in the game. Darn it. <laughs> I should obviously. I should mention we have fourteen total questions. If you guys are tied after fourteen, then we'll go to a tiebreaker. 
All right. Next question. This is, uh, what are we at? One, two, three, four, five, six. This is question seven. So it's coming halfway. up on halfway here. What is the name of the head cheerleader in D3? I don't remember her name. Great interview with her, though. I don't know her name. It, the correct answer is Mindy. Mindy That's is right. the correct answer. Yes. All right. Question number eight. In D1, what is Bombay's secretary's name? Alex. Alex. Uh, Mark. Janie. Cor- well, judges? No, I think it. I think it's Jenny. Ooh, that's oh, oh, this it's, is tough. It's actually Genie. Yes. <laughs> so I guess since you're both so close, we can't give it to either of you. Yeah. yeah. I say. I say that they're both incorrect. Yeah. Okay. That's judge's right, decision. I have no power. Yeah. I have no power. All right. Now this one could get controversial. Oh. Who? Actually, scores the first goal in my Ducks history. Marsh. Marsh. Yee. Correct. Correct. It is announced as Jesse, but if you watch the film, it's actually Gee scoring the goal. Huh. Wow. Yeah, he's right on that one. Marsh. One one question away from uh, winning it here. And moving on to the quarterfinals. All right. Next question comes from the land of D3. What breed of ants do the ducks unleash on the varsity? Alex. Mark. Alex. Brazilian fire ants. Correct. Correct. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. It's all tied at three. Three to three. Sudden death. And uh, seems like a relatively easy question coming up, so this is going to be exciting. Uh Uh-oh. What is the name of Charlie's love interest in D3? Mark. Marsh. Marsh. Linda. Yes! Marsh! Wow! Congrats, man. You got it up before I could. Oh, wow. wow. That was a good one. That was good. That was that was much better than last week. Yeah, way better than last week. Uh, way more exciting. Just a lot of fun was had here. Good drama. Yeah, a lot of drama. Alex, I feel like you deserve to go to the quarterfinals. You just ran into, uh, at this point, the favorite in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, it's all good. I mean, I, I I bossed a couple of questions that I knew the right answer to, and it just choked. So uh, at least I lost to a fellow Canes fan. I'm, I'll go with it. Wow. Very, very gracious. Yeah, very gracious. And Unlike defeat. Miami Hurricanes players. And, uh, and Bombay, the attorney. <laughs> yeah, well, if I'd lost to a Gators fan, I'd be throwing stuff around right now. But, you know. Well, Tim Tebow is actually going to be on if later. If I was a so. Gators fan, I'd be throwing stuff around. Wow. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> wow, just a lot of shouts. Like you guys should have a, uh, a Hurricanes uh, podcast or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of maybe maybe we, we will. It'll be a competing podcast. Yeah, yeah. just take our uh, listeners. You guys could <laughs> talk about the uh, the You documentaries. Oh, those were good. Hey, they're, they're rival historical documentaries, though. It's true, yeah. Yeah. I think our, ours is a little bit more accurate. Um, 28. You miss, so you missed a lot of the, the heyday from the first U documentary. Yeah, I was uh, not born in those years. <laughs> I got the fun Randy Shannon years while I was there. I actually, the reason I moved out to California was for, for two reasons. Number one, I, 
as much as I love the Mighty Ducks movies, I love Karate Kid, and I oh. want to live in the hood of uh, of Daniel Son and Miyagi Son. And uh, and secondly, I came out here for the Rose Bowl when Miami played Nebraska, and it sealed the deal. Wow. Nice. Well, wow. If if we ever get Ralph Macchio on, we got to bring Marsh on. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have you on, Marsh. Marsh, but Marsh, moving on to the quarterfinals here. Um, I think we'll reseed. We'll reseed into the quarterfinals, so we don't know Marsh's matchup yet here. But uh, Alex, good work, good effort. Marsh, congratulations. One step closer to the number one Quackalite mug. Uh, thanks again for bearing with us here as we went through our technical difficulties. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for having thanks. me, guys. And hopefully we get to do this again in the future. I got I to gotta win next year get my revenge. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to turn this into an annual thing. Uh, for us, thequackadack.com. Go there. Contact us. At QuackadackPod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash QuackadackPod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us your MVP of the minute we just talked about that Alex and Marsh don't know about yet. So that's exciting for them. They got a little preview. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. Quack. (laughs) (laughs) I had to do it. I had to. (laughs)